So I went ahead and started recording because I feel like there's a very high likelihood that we're going to say something more interesting before we start recording than when we start actually talking about the race. <laughs> there was a race? Um, no, there, there was a race. It was a, it was a good race. I, I thought it was a good race. Oh, it was better than Texas, which, I, which was my, my hope, was that it would just be better than Texas. So. <laughs> it's like very low bar. <laughs> And we're back. Another week, another episode of Dropping the Hammer with Dale McFadden. I'm Dale McFadden. And with me, as always, is my podcast co-host for life, James Crow. Hello, everybody. And we're recording this on Wednesday, October 27th, uh, 2021. Uh, three days after the Hollywood Casino 400 at Kansas Speedway, uh, which I was on site for in person to cover for Frenchrich.com. So, and I got to see Kyle Larson win yet again <laughs> for the ninth time this year, the third race in a row. Kyle Larson won the Hollywood, Kansas Speedway, uh, leaving all, all but three spots in the championship four, still up for grabs going into this weekend's race at Martinsville Speedway. Crow, uh, I thought it was it was a decent race for me, better than Texas. I mean, there's a reason we didn't talk, have a normal episode last week, uh, because there just wasn't anything to talk about. <laughs> so, but I thought this race was good, kind of on par with the spring race. I thought the spring race was good. Um, excuse me. I had picked Ryan Blaney to win. Ryan Blaney didn't finish the race, uh, and he's now... <laughs> Uh, the 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 oddest man out um, when it comes to the the playoffs. Uh, he he had been above the cut line. Now he is not. He is like one point. <laughs> like a, a, I know because my friend texted me. Yes. Just so I, I my you know my parents are in town and uh, I got a text from my friend. He's just like well. <laughs> <laughs> and that that was uh right around the time that uh blaine uh whoever it was spun into blaine and took him out austin dylan nipped yeah. his left rear yeah yeah and so the so like as that was going on like i was just watching his name slowly <laughs> fall down the points list and i think at the, at the end he was down one point yeah he he, he left kansas beach one point below the cut line one point behind kyle bush um but like as of right now, my, my final four prediction, aside from Ryan Blaney, is still intact because I picked Larson, Hamlin, and Kyle Bush. So something will have to have to have to have, have to happen to Chase Elliott uh, this weekend in order for my final four prediction to come true. Um, I don't remember what my final four prediction was. So I think you. I think I'll, I think you no said Ross Chastain was going to have all four spots. I think that's what you said. Probably. I mean, yeah, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll say that that's probably true. Like all yeah, Kyle Larson, driver. he led a hundred and thirty laps. Well, it's like of you know, thirty-eight drivers all come down with like COVID that doesn't go away, and so it's so it's like <laughs> basically every race from now until the end of the season is just Ross Chastain driving in circles. It's better than than Texas or Kansas. <laughs> saying so uh kyle larson uh led 130 of 260 laps uh he has now led more he he has topped the previous record for most laps led in a i believe a modern era season uh with 
the previous record holder being Jeff Gordon in 2001 when he won his champion, his final championship. So, yeah, Kyle Larson, he's he's really good. <laughs> I don't I don't think we need to uh, debate that anymore. Um, but it helps when you're you're sitting on the pole each week um, at a 550 horsepower racetrack uh, where, where it's really hard to pass the leader. Um, and you're you're one of the few people that seems to be gifted with that ability. He's <laughs> <laughs> like he has led. He did not win the second stage. He won the first one, but not the second. So there's that, I guess. Yeah, but he has led 2,397 laps so far, and that's with two races left in the year. Um, we'll Jeff Gore- it's really weird. Like, I feel like the metric shouldn't be laps led. The metric should be, like, miles led. Um, I'm sure if I did some digging, I could find that. Uh, yeah, we could definitely do the math there. But I can't. I'm horrible. One of us going to do that? <laughs> uh, the pre- yeah, Jeff Gordon's previous previous record was two two thousand three hundred twenty in two thousand one. So again, great year for Kyle Larson. <laughs> um, and like in that year, Jeff Gordon he only uh, won six races. Uh, Jeff and Kyle Larson has nine. So that that gives you kind of a little indication just how big a year kyle larson is having so share your thoughts on on um kansas uh crow you i don't you've already shared your disapproval you did not keep pieces of it pieces initially so i watched the start watched some of the middle watched the end um basically from the ryan blaney wreck on forward i watched the whole thing there went back watched it again because you know do a podcast and kind of have to talk about the race i still remember very little (laughs) <laughs> in fact i even went back today put it on while i was working at double speed and still the only takeaways i have are ryan blaney got a flat in the first i think it was the first um stage ryan blaney got wrecked in the last stage cal larson won the first stage cal larson won the race and i think chase elliott won the second stage and that's the only things i remember after having watched it uh, what i would say amounts to roughly two and a half times Okay. Um, I mean, a lot did happen in this race. I mean, um, just, I mean, look, all I got to do is look at where the points are going into Martinsville. Uh, you have Kyle Bush one point above the cut line, Ryan Blaney one point behind him below, then Martin Truex Jr. is minus three points below the cut line, and Brad Kozowski is minus six. So you get like the seven point spread over four drivers. Uh, and the, the farthest guy back, the last last driver in the top eight is Joey Logano at minus 26. So there, there was a lot, uh, the landscape changed going into to, to Martinsville. So it's going to be, should be a wild and crazy 500 laps at Martinsville. Um, I don't know, probably just a little bit like, we, we hope it'll be like the Bristol race. Um that 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 would be the hope, though. Bristol's much faster track. Um, so yeah, you know what? Kansas, I mean, you, did, you didn't like it. I, no, I did not like it. It was not a fan. I mean, I wasn't there, but what, what, what did you think about the the show Tyler Reddick attempted to put on there in the final stage? Honestly, I was at that point like my brain was so far gone. Like I, I was very bored. Kansas was very boring for me. 
Like it was only marginally better than Texas. Like yeah. there may be interesting things that I missed like three times, I guess. <laughs> but it was just, yeah, not my favorite track. Not my favorite race of the year. Well, since, I'll, I'll, since you don't remember, like Kyle Reddick was about uh, to, I think he was about to take the lead from Larson and then there was a caution. Uh, it, but for like five or six laps, Tyler Reddick what looked like a man possessed uh trying to get to the front um he it was fun to watch um and it's unfortunate that caution came out because that that would have been uh cool to see tyler reddick uh break through and get a win but it wasn't meant to be um i i mean i don't know i i maybe that was i remember so at one point I was confused because when I was watching this originally I was I had I did not have the audio on so that probably contributes to my um initial viewing problems um cuz I was doing things um and I intended to go back and watch the race which I did um but um yeah I don't know Larson was fast on restarts except for one he was fast on long the long drives he was fast on the short drives he was just really fast, and he won by basically a straightaway. So <laughs> that sounds like a children's book. Look at Kyle go. Kyle's fast. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, like I just assume he's going to win next week too because he's he was. Is, is this three in a row? Yeah. This, yeah. But no, Martinsville is is his weakest track. Uh, Larson said after the race Sunday, he said, "I always get excited about going to Martinsville until I start turning laps." <laughs> <laughs> um so i think he's had a poll there before but he's never been a real um a poll there next week yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah i believe he i believe he finished in the top five there in the spring um so it'll it'll be interesting um I, i i like i love martinsville uh it's one of the races i've it's one of the tracks i've been to the most in the last you know six years or so um Martinsville, where did, where did Larson finish? He finished fifth. Yep, he finished fifth after starting fifth. Um, but I, yeah, it's going to be a wild, a wild and crazy uh, race, I think. Um, and I, I hope it is. I really, really hope it is. I want it to be a good race. Um, On what lap will Kevin Harvick wreck? Oh, wait, he's not in there anymore. Uh, oh wait, he already m- messed up his chase. But on what lap will on what lap will the first of the of the of the people that are like still in the chase wreck? I'll say that. Mm. And who it'll be? Let's look at the standings. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with Brad Keselowski, uh, and he will wreck on lap 122. You know what? I'm gonna take. I'm, I'm gonna step back on what I said earlier. I was right in the begin with. Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott are going to wreck, and it's going to be in the middle of stage two. I the NASCAR has had a sit down with them. They they said cut it out. So we're done with accident. that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're not going to see that. Um, I don't think um, unless some that they want uh, NASCAR to lay out the punishment or you know drop the hammer on them. So uh, I don't I don't think we'll be seeing any more Kevin Harvick. Chase, Chase Elliott shenanigans, but we were, uh, you put out on Twitter today, uh, uh, Crow, a request for for NASCAR Twitter to give us something interesting to talk about uh, instead of Kansas. And we, we, got, we got a couple. Um, 
And one of them was uh, to ask us who we th- thought would be the, the driver most surprising to advance to the final race at this point. So Crow, who, who for you, who would be the biggest surprise to advance at this point? Well, I will for once be the one that was looking stuff up real fast. Um, Goes around, comes around. Yeah, most surprising. I mean, it's it's. I think Blaney, and I I say that because he's not in the top, and I just don't think that there's going to be a big surprise going forward. Oh man, but I mean, he's he's good, or he's recently good. I mean, you could argue. Like, like, I guess you could say it's a surprise if he finishes above. Uh, uh, above the Bush brother, but uh, uh Blaney he led 157 laps at Martinsville in the spring. Um, yeah, I, so, I, just, I don't see it being a surprise, I see it being Larson and Hamlin and Elliott and Blaney. Like, I, I just that's who it's probably like 95% chance who it's going to be. And if it's not Blaney, it's going to be the um, B Bush. So, I, 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 I so, so far, like the, la- the, the last four years in the fall race have been won uh, by guys who are still in the playoffs. Uh, this this race last year uh, was won by Chase Elliott. And he goes on to win the championship. Um, year before that, Martin Truex Jr. won. In 2018, Joey Logano won. Uh, and in 2017, Kyle Busch won. Um, so that's that's kind of – those are – I, I think those are going to be the players um, for the most part. Um well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think, I think, I think reality is going to catch up to Kyle Larson. I don't think he's going to have, despite starting on the pole, um, I, I think he'll, he'll have, uh, for him, a subpar day. Um, see. If anyone is capable of doing something surprising, it'll be Martin Truex Jr. He's led, he's won three of the last four races at Martinsville. Yeah. So I would say making it to the next round. I think he's like he could be the surprise there, but he also has just not been great. Like not terrible, but not great. You're, you're talking about this year in general, right? You know, yeah, even though he won there in the spring, <laughs> he, he won there in the spring. No, I'm not talking about in Martinsville in general. I'm talking about just like momentum coming into the race. Oh yeah, he, yeah. I feel like he's he's very uh, floundery, floundery right now. Yeah, he yeah he 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 won at where did he win? I forgot. He, where he won in the playoffs, um, but he, but yeah, but going into Kansas, he had been doing fairly, fairly not great. Um, where did he win? He won at Richmond, uh, but yeah, after finishing fourth at Las Vegas, he was twelfth at Talladega, 29th on the Charlotte Roval, and then he crashed out at Fort at at Texas, finished twenty fifth before finishing uh, seventh. Um, but like, if I'm gonna like have a lock for the race, it would be Truex. Um, I think he's gonna advance at the, at this point. Uh, all right, and now I had my my four. Um, I think Kyle Busch is, is gonna be the guy who who has something bad happen to him. Um, and my 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 alternate pick to Blaney making the final four right now would be Martin Truex Jr. But my my, my surprise to advance, yeah, would be. Kyle Bush. I'll be surprised if Kyle Bush advances, even though he's one point to the good right now. <laughs> so, yeah. who's your pick to win the race, Crow? Mm, well, I said earlier, Kyle Larson, and purely just because he's just ridiculous right now. I mean, just he's it, the first driver to win three races in a row twice in one season since Dell Earnhardt in 1987. 
Yeah, I mean, he may not be good at Martinsville, but I just, like, at this point, like, he may not win, but he, I feel like he's going to have his career best there. Um, uh, actually, I'll, I'll say I'll go with Hamlin. I don't know how good he is at Martinsville, and, like, since when has that ever stopped me from picking a driver for a track? He's um, really good at Martinsville. <laughs> So, <laughs> historically so um, no. I, he doesn't really like he, he needs it but he doesn't need it um and that's the only concern i have there is that when what hamlin is uh as i've said before and you don't understand this reference he is the gsp of nascar the what he, the gsp of nascar he, gsp he, George St. Pierre, he, he, he will, he's, he's going to do what it takes to win the, the, the championship. Sometimes that means he'll actually try and win a race, but for the most part, I think he's perfectly happy to sit back and coast up front. Okay. All right. All right. I, I don't understand that reference, but okay. <laughs> GSP is a very like stick to the plan fighter. And so like, if he's up on points in a fight, and he's retired now, but when he was up back when he was fighting, when he, if he was like up clearly up on points, He's not necessarily going to be one of those people that goes in for a knockout. He's going to be the person that sits there and just jabs you in the face and scores points until the until the match is over. Okay. So he's not going to go for the highlight reel. He's going to go for the the thing that guarantees he's going to win the fight. That's Denny Hamlin. Hmm. Okay. Uh, he, he. I mean, aside, you know, Kyle Larson has been the dominant driver this year, but he's. Hamlin's been the consistent one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he knows what not to do. And I just um, feel like unless he's got that pressure, he's not going to push to get to the front. He's going to be perfectly happy in second, third, fourth, fifth. Um, sometimes that sometimes he still wins. Sometimes he ends up tenth or fifteenth. But for the most part, he's sitting there fourth, fifth every race. Okay. All right. So, uh, so someone else suggested that we talk about the. NASCAR Ignition 21, um, which I have not played. Getting ignited is the dumpster fire that apparently is that game. Uh, I've heard lots of bad things, uh, but I haven't played it. Um, I, but I want to play it because I, I just I need a, a NASCAR game to play that I can just zone out playing, just yeah, making laps I, around Darlington. I, um, I, wanted to, I was wanting to get it when it came out, but just so much bad <laughs> like everyone is so like seems to be upset except for the people that i'm pretty sure were paid by by the developer to review it um but <laughs> the yeah I, right now i'm fully in the uh i'm gonna wait till black friday to buy at camp hopefully it'll you know at least be like 20 dollars off yeah i don't have 60 dollars to, 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 to burn exactly right now so I'm going to wait for it to, to be dis discounted, and then I'm going to wait for Guardians of the Galaxy, the game, to be discounted, because I've heard that game was surprisingly good. So yeah. that, 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 I'll, just, that. I'll just stick to playing Wreckfest when I need a racing fix. <laughs> Wreckfest? What's Wreckfest? It is a very fun game where you wreck things. <laughs> it's a racing I'll, game. I'll, I'll, they should make that the blurb on the commercial it's a very fun game where you wreck, where you things. wreck things it's a, it's a soft body um <laughs> uh damage racing game so basically you can destroy cars and stuff um i just want to know why it's so hard for the people the, the studios making nascar video games these days to make a game where <laughs> ea sports had it down to a science back in the early 2000s and it's like everyone's just 
who's making them now has just forgotten what made those games so good. The problem is the EA Sports back then could put, you know, a thousand developers on a project if they wanted to. Whereas now I'm pretty sure that the latest NASCAR or the latest NHL EA game had like five people on it or something like like I literally have no clue what changed between NHL 21 and 22. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem with video games. It still has all the same stupid bugs in like the be a pro mode and all that stuff. So like like I get, you know, you know current gen game development is very hard and very expensive and requires a whole lot of hands-on keyboard um, that costs money that that developers don't have but also you know they basically picked up a project a year ago and said that they had launched launch you know this october or however long it was and now we have this incomplete you know product and there's two fairly big high profile releases in the last 365 days that has had that exact same problem. What, what crud? What was the the, the one I mean, with the one Cyberpunk? Was Cyberpunk, was yeah. That, was, that literally got taken off the uh, PS4 store because it was so buggy. Has it gotten fixed yet? Is it like good to go now or what? I think so, but I haven't played it. Because I want to play it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like for the last few years with the NASCAR Heat game, it's like they were just incrementally adding stuff to it that you could have easily found on those games before they became the NASCAR Heat franchise. Like it by by the time you got to the end of the NASCAR Heat games, you still didn't have in-race replays. You couldn't it, like there'd be a caution and you'd have no idea why. You can't DNF out of races um at all. You can't just like if you wreck halfway through and you just like decide to give up you can't just especially like in season mode or career mode you can't just dnf um cars don't really wreck on their, their themselves by themselves uh it took until late in the series for us to get a track map for for you could um keep track of where you were on, on the track or see where the leaders were or whatever like mario kart level stuff yeah it's it's just basic simple stuff that they I mean, either they, refuse to put in or just don't care well it's clear like it's like it's not a refusal it's purely down to like how many people that are working on it how motivated those people are which is another issue especially right now um you know the turnover you know because like you know it takes a while to get people you know get a developer you know up and running on a you know whatever your tool chain is so it and yeah i wish like if they're gonna do it this way they need to release it as a like nascar game as a service more like iRacing, which i'm saying this and i'm and i'm need to clarify my point not a monthly fee but (laughs) base purchase basic tracks current roster and then slowly add in you develop your features you have your expansion packs with your like older era drivers and all that kind of stuff and you maintain the same game through you know for five six seven eight nine years then you can do nascar ignition two <laughs> or whatever well one thing I, like this game is coming out like this week like a week before the end of the season like every other sports game to my knowledge their games come out usually tied to the beginning of the actual season yeah. in real life. So, I, But we keep getting well, the, the well, heat the games in the second that, half of the year. Well, the thing about that is, Christmas. you know, they probably spent all this time on the uh, car models. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then next year, only... I don't know. 
Um, I, I've never been like when it comes to doing the games. I I want them to have something in it. Like when you're doing custom setups that that helps you that tells you what you're doing because it, you get you get all these buttons and things yeah, to adjust. You, I just I have back, no idea what the they're doing. Playing Gran Turismo, it's like yeah, wedge. I'm gonna put some wedge in here. I don't know what that does, but I'm gonna yeah, put it in there. I don't. I, I don't I actually do know what that is. But, I know. Um, I know. A few years ago, I tweeted out something like to the to the game studio that that made made the Heat games at the time. I was like, it'd be really cool if there was like a Steve Latart ask for help function on this game to like to give you advice on what to to do to your car to to make it looser, make it tighter, whatever. Uh, because otherwise, I'm just in the dark and I'm just flipping switches for the heck of it. So, and Steve Tart replied to that, said, "Hey, I like this idea." Yeah. So, I mean, but that never happened. Thing, even then, like when I, you know, I have the lead us NASCAR heat game, and like when I would go to make changes, it didn't even feel like I was doing much of anything. You know? Yeah. Like, like, I, like it just felt like pointless. So. Like all, all it did was arbitrarily change like how long it took to take a pit stop. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if putting more or less tape on the front of the grill is actually helping, but I'm making the attempt. Um, yeah, but, but they would like add like thirty seconds to your pit stop to add to add like a piece of tape. When in reality, <laughs> you're just gonna have whoever the the front tire cha- um, carrier is just slap a piece of tape down. As they run by, you know. But it seems like just from everything I've seen, like a big big part of the marketing for this game was in you know the the presentation, like pre race graphics and stuff. Isn't isn't this cool? It's like yeah, this is cool. That's like I've I've missed that some sort of announcer. I, like I, one of the coolest things about the EA era, at least you know the turn of the century EA era, was when Bob Jenkins would be in the game. Like he would give you an intro before each race at each track, both real and fictional, which made it feel very, very real. Um, and now that's that hasn't been present for a long time. Um, yeah. So I wish they would go back to something like that. Yeah. Like have Dale have Dale Jr. be in that position. Have, have him be the Bob Jenkins at least, do, doing intros for each 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 track. Uh, that'd be too cool. Expensive. Just just. I don't know. Well, you know, he he I mean, he, 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 he Matt De, Matt De Benedetto is not going to be doing anything next year. So, like, get him. Well, I, I don't think Dale Jr. could do it because he he works with iRacing. So, I, since they're I think they're competitors, they couldn't do that. So, so get get somebody. Um, get somebody. Doctor Jerry Punch. Jerry Punch is available. Let's get him. So, but I I yeah I will I will be playing Ignition when it's cheaper and hopefully fixed so you, you you should check your playstation free games although maybe it's not it was a ps5 but um because wreckfest was one of them if you claim your free games every month right now it's i think the free games of playstation are like a golf game and something yeah, else P, uh, pga and some and uh something but i think it was like august or july wreckfest was one of the free games so, so there but for, for, for me the last the last really really good nascar game was chase for the cup 2005 which when it had kevin harvick on the cover and you could start off in like modifieds and then go up to the bush series and they go to cup this is this is the game that starts off with ryan newman you, you're racing ryan New- newman through the streets of a city and like your dodge vipers or something and yet <laughs> if you beat ryan newman he he sends you a, a 
uh, he le- leaves you a voicemail saying, "Hey, I think you got one of takes. I think I can lend you a ride." And so that's what starts career career mode is you beating Ryan Newman. That's how you become a race car driver. You just you get a but, race for pink slips in the city. Yeah, um, but the coolest thing about that game and the mechanics of it was that there was a function when you're racing. I think it was like the right trigger. Um, activated draft mode so you, you could draft with the, with the car in front of you and that that would help him it had an ally and rival function to it so if you did the draft function you could increase the, that, that driver's ai's friendliness to you the left trigger was in the intimidator function and you you could get a a, a car loose in front of you so you could get either you know help help you get by him or you just spin him out um which that's just a great function <laughs> like yeah. on, on the, the games lately you can't just get a guy loose in front of you it's impossible yeah um, i think part of the issue is with is all the arc all the nascar games have like leaned into this like gray area simcade category where like you have some elements but they get in the way of like tweaking the gameplay to be fun so they they really neuter them and then like you're and so now you end up with you know basically a kind of boring arcade racer um and you know it's pretty much the nascar games that i played since you know 2005 or so i just i just want a game where i could pass someone on the outside uh the the AI, the ai can always pass me on the outside but it's impossible for me to pass anybody on the outside um and it, it's annoying so just simple things simple things want to be able to get a guy on the outside so at, at places like other than bristol um so yeah yeah i'll be playing that at some point in the future just not now i'll be waiting for ignition to get patched so all right and and for the like three people that may might be listening and the one of you that plays video games um just let us know what video games you like because we might play them maybe with you (laughs) at some point i'm gonna start streaming stuff it's mostly nothing to do with nascar that's that's a dth gaming on, on on youtube isn't it? Well, it's DTH, well, it's DTH gaming on YouTube, but then on Twitch, someone already had DTH gaming, so DTH games. I'm probably gonna go change the YouTube one. Okay, all right. So uh, moving on, uh, since yeah, we're recording this on Wednesday, October 27th. Yesterday, NASCAR held a Goodyear tire test with the next gen car uh, at Bowman Gray Stadium in Winston Salem, North Carolina. Uh, it was the first time a cup car of any kind had been raced at the quarter mile track since 1971. Uh, that was the last time a cup, a cup race was held there. Uh, this test was, you know, to figure out the tire that will be used um, at the Clash of the Coliseum, the, the exhibition race, the LA Coliseum, next February. Um, and the test involved Dale Earnhardt Jr., Tony Stewart, and Clint Boyer. They each got. Uh, some track time in the car. And here's what uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. had to say about his, at least at least his first time uh, driving the next-gen car. Uh, he said, I think this car is a great match for this track or any track, whereas the car we have now doesn't work everywhere and is difficult in places, in places like this. I'm sold now. I was skeptical, but I think it's going to work really well. Uh, this is from NBC Sports. 
uh, our heart was impressed with how the car handled on the tight track. I'm using the, the brake pedal the same way that I'd used the brake pedal all my life, but this car stops so much better. I'm overslowing the car way too much in the corners. It has a bigger tire on it, more grip. It has better drive drive off the corner with that tire. It just does everything better. Uh, so that's multi-time most popular driver, Del Arnhart, who hasn't been in a cup car in about four years now, sharing his thoughts on the next gen car. Uh, did you get to see any video of the test at Bowman Gray, Crow? I just short clips. Yeah. No, no fans were allowed to witness history, uh, which I wrote a column about that a few weeks ago, imploring NASCAR and Goodyear to let fans attend that attend that test. They let they let media attend, which I guess is fine. But I really thought that fans should should have been given the opportunity uh, to see a Cup car at Bowman Gray, since there's a lot of people who aren't going to be able to make the trip across the country to go see that race at uh, the LA Coliseum. So the least you could do is let them make the short drive to Winston-Salem, North Carolina to see a car go around a track that's been deeply connected to NASCAR history, but they didn't. So so I get why you would have Dale Earnhardt Jr. there because, you know, he's your PR person for the next-gen car now, basically. But why is Tony Stewart there? Like, I don't really understand that. I thought that he and NASCAR weren't even getting along right now. Oh, well, that, that's... <laughs> NASCAR's relationship with Tony Stewart has always been hot and cold, hot and cold. But it's to get you use these three drivers because they're not active cup drivers. So no, no driver who's going to be in the, the clash of the Coliseum is going to would have an unfair advantage. Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty much it. Uh, T- Tony Stewart was there primarily to give feedback on the, the tire performance. Dale, Dale Jr. and Clint Boyer, you know, Dale Jr. is the analyst for NBC. NBC Sports, Clint Boer is an analyst for Fox Sports. So it gives the, the active analysts track time in it so that, that it helps in, give them input on, on the broadcasts uh, next year, this, at least this, at least for the Clash of the Coliseum. Um, so I think that's a good idea to, for them to do it. Uh, Dale Jr. said he, he hopes to, that he can maybe get some more track time between now um, and next year because the, there's going to be multiple tests. Uh at the Charlotte, the Charlotte Oval, uh, Las Vegas, Phoenix, and I think another one at Daytona. Um, so I, th- I think that's good. Let, let, let the analysts have experience so that they can better uh, convey what a driver might be dealing with with this new car for the audience. Um, Apparently, the, what they can convey is good, good, very good, much better. It's better to everything. Yeah. Better to everything. I, I, um, I'm an analyst now, Daniel. <laughs> but speaking of Dale Arnold Jr., uh, he, he announced on his podcast uh, yesterday, Dale Jr. Download, that he will be competing in the spring Xfinity race at Martinsville next year for his annual one race per year. So we can have that to look forward to. Uh, so at least I, I'll be looking forward to it. So. I really wish they bring back the like I know that we kind of have this with Tony Stewart's whole thing, but I wish they would bring back the IROC thing. It's SRX, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's SRX. Yeah, I know, so. but like more like I wish you know, an NASCAR would work with them better because like IROC used to basically like race the same tracks as NASCAR. You know, yeah, that that, that 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 became kind of the problem though, um, because it was supposed to be drivers from all these different disciplines 
but you're only racing on NASCAR Honestly, tracks. I guess I guess let me clarify that. I, I wish they would just do like a like you know senior tour. That's what SRX. <laughs> yeah, you know, but with NASCAR, <laughs> you know, bring bring a couple of people you know from other series along, but you know, like Tony Stewart, get Jeff Gordon in there every once in a while. Have like a I don't know you can do some kind of weird thing to where you can have like multiple drivers that drive the same car so the championship goes to the number or something I don't know and then you have like you can have like Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon trading seats <laughs> have Mark Martin show up for one I'm curious what though what the year two of SRX will look like uh, compared to the first one so, if we'll so here's see. the question will SRX end up with with Tony Stewart doing tire testing will they possibly race at Bowman Gray Stadium I honestly have no clue I mean mean, SR uh, I wouldn't put it past them I wouldn't put put it past them at all um though wait I don't think NASCAR owns Bowman Gray I'm not sure um but that would be cool uh I know uh last weekend at at Kansas I was asking Kyle Larson about what he, he thought the because he, he's one of the few few dr- cup drivers that's actually competed at Bowman Gray in a in a K&N car. Him, Corla Joy, Matt Benedetto, uh, Justin Haley—they've all been in K&N or Arc. What's now Arca? Arca Menards East races there. And Larson said like a cup cup race at Bowman Gray would be crazy. Would be wild. Um, but ho- hopefully someday after you do the whole Coliseum thing. That they, they can do some sort of exhibition cup race at Bowman Gray. That'd be cool. So, yeah. Anything else, Crow? That's Anything it. on your mind? Any concerns? Criticisms? Um, not relevant to the podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. I think that'll do it for this week's episode of Dropping the Hammer. After this, one race left. Phoenix. I will be there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Crow, I don't think we can do... We'll have time to do an episode next week. Because I'll be, I'm flying out to Phoenix next Wednesday. Well, I mean, so there are other days in the week. So, okay. but yeah, uh, just one more race for this weekend, Phoenix, and that's then it's over for for the first for the, for the 2021 season. Um, can you can you believe we 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 we're almost to the end? Yes. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you uh, for listening to this episode. I'm Dan McFadden. Follow the show at youtube.com slash Dan McFadden. Please like and subscribe on your app if you're listening. It helps people find the show. Leave a review. Uh, okay, so so I want you to get... To, more, con- more constructive reviews than the one review we have where a guy says it's hard to listen to because apparently I smack my lips. You do. <laughs> <sighs> um, but... Here, here, here's what here's what we need the fans to because you know normally the spiel is you know just go you know you know share it with your friends you know tell people about it now i want you to go assault someone until they listen to this oh no don't no don't do that i want you Not to even... <laughs> hold your best friend down put earphones on them and play an entire episode okay. preferably a good one youtube.com slash fadden is where you can find us on youtube uh Follow me on Twitter at Dan McFadden. Follow Crow at DTH Crow. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> Go out there and commit crimes on our behalf. We are not liable, though. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Martinsville. <laughs> Please don't actually go commit crimes. Thank you, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. <laughs>
I'm not telling people to go commit crimes. I'm just asking questions. <sighs> I'm just I'm just throwing the idea out there. If some if some if some crazy Daniel fan out there decides to go climb up to the top of some university clock tower and play the podcast episode over the the the, the fake bell speakers, I'm not gonna I'm I'm, I'm not re- responsible for that. You're gonna get us sued <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Jokes on them. We're bo- both pretty broke. <laughs>